SMQBs. This is episode 95. We have a World Cup recap, NFL Week 15 coverage. Then we go through our most memorable sporting moments of the year. We have Punchable Face of the Week, a lasso. Check us out. Leave us five stars. Thanks for listening. Happy holidays, everybody. SMQBs, this is episode 95. God, we're getting close to 100. Uh, who is the number 95 episode? Would you believe he was drafted um, in 1983, round eight, the 203rd pick? He In what one- sport? Has well, to I'm be football. There. Only to have that many rounds. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Wait, football did have that many rounds then? Yeah. He was a football bunch, player. Right? Yeah. He came out of Tennessee State. Tennessee State. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. After being the 203rd pick, a Super Bowl MVP. I think I know this. Is it your, he played for the Eagles and the Titans? No. No. I think he played for the Bears. Javon, Javon Curse? House? I, I, Talk to me, House. It, is it Richard Dent? It is Richard Dent. Uh, house. I was, Good like, job, I was house. like 15 years off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Javon Curse. I don't know. Just, you oh, know, went, went with the mean, gut. Went with the gut. What, is is, is Javon Curse 95? Was Dent the MVP of of uh, eighty six? Eighty five. Eighty five. Yeah. Yeah. Forty four to nothing over the Pats, right? Yeah. Shuffling uh, crew. He had one and a half sacks, forced two fumbles, had a block pass, uh, and by the way, he made ninety thousand dollars in base salary that year. Oh my god! Wow. With bonus. Wow. <clears throat> Overshadowed yeah. by the. He also, bridge. by the way, was a soloist in the Super Bowl shuffle. So let's not leave that out. Of yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get that going for him. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, Richard Dent. Um, this, you know, it, this might be, he's in the Hall of Fame too, by the way. And uh, aside from being in the Hall of Fame, I think being number 95 in the SMQBs is probably the next biggest thing that's happened to him in his career. So congratulations. Update, update Wikipedia right away. Yeah, that's, it should Dent. definitely be updated immediate, immediately. <laughs> um, listen, let's talk uh, World Cup house. Talk to us about when fandom becomes weird. Because- I, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. As illustrated by the a, photographs behind him. There's a picture of a goat behind him. <laughs> there's a man a holding goat. a goat, like, fondly. If we don't make it to 100, uh, it's possible that it's possible we got canceled by PETA. But... Um, <laughs> I, I really dead I, was, I was gonna I was gonna put this on the agenda for you guys today. I just thought it was too much to wrap our heads around if we could think of a televised sporting event that's in the playoff or championship round that was as gripping as what we saw yesterday. There's a lot of them. I mean, there there I, there there are not, not on well, a global you're about scale. Worldwide, no yeah, worldwide no on a global scale. No, yeah. I'm. I'm I think I think sometimes these things are a factor of like recency, like how recent is in our yeah, memory. Yeah, absolutely. But can you think of a global event that was bigger than this that was more exciting? I, how I many people watched it? Nineteen eighty Lake Placid Olympics. Oh yes, there you go. That's a good one. That that's is a good, a good one. one. Actually, nobody watched that live. I did. That's probably that's probably right. <laughs> you're, you're right, but it was. Uh, it was international. Wait, was it? it wasn't just. I can't remember if it was live or did they. No, no. Like, it I'm happened certain. and they taped it, it. Yeah, it was like a tape delay. Why would it be a tape delay in Lake I don't, I don't know. I don't think yeah, I don't you think could watch it. Watch no, you weren't born. How could, how could yeah. you? I know a lot about the 83 Olympics, all right? Or how about the 80 Olympics? Yeah, how about the 80 Olympics? <laughs> or 80. What happened in stop 83, talking. Milk? Just stop talking. <laughs> Richard Dent. Richard, Richard Dent, Dent was drafted. <laughs> okay, so other than the. Other than 
who was on the field yesterday, who was the biggest winner of yesterday's World Cup magnificence? Cutter, Qatar. Cutter is one of them. FIFA. FIFA is another. How about how about the 2026 right. World Cup in U.S. soccer? I mean, if you, I'm sure you guys have friends who were like, "Well, I was never really into soccer before, but after watching that match, oh my god, that was that was incredible." I have so many people have said that. Like, so so many people have said. Oh yeah, I have. We have friends who didn't know about World Cup until SMQBs told them they needed to watch it. Now wow. they're grateful and they've thanked us for it. Yeah, I mean, it was just the best that sports could possibly offer on the pitch. And for those who are really into soccer, there were there were some f- incredibly fascinating components to that match beyond the superstardom of Messi and Mbappe, who did exactly what you would want, which was for that stage to put on the most incredible performance. But like the substitutions that yeah. France made totally turned that game around. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we're necessary, totally necessary too. And you don't normally, you know, you don't really have that in sports. You have temporary subs, you know, you have line changes in hockey. I mean, yes, in baseball, sure. Relief pitching and defensive substitutions. But in this kind of game where you get one chance to make only a certain number of subs, uh, Dembele and Giroux were a waste of space on the pitch yesterday for France. And when they put in Thuram and Kolomuani, it changed the entire game. Well, you know, France being... had a lot of people who were sick on their team too with the virus, and they were pretty sluggish in that first half. Yeah, they looked terrible. Uh, it was a total domination first yep. half for Argentina. Yep. I mean, well, I, it, was I, t- it was a tale of two halves. Yeah, I well, it was a tale. Well, of tale of eighty minutes. And eighty minutes. minutes. Yeah. 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 Well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But, Mbappe's second I goal mean, was just amazing. I mean, he he picked that thing out of the air and blasted it. Well, the whole setup, though, was amazing. The head ball, then the, the kick, you know, just over the defender to give him the opportunity to do it. There were two saves, which will kind of be forgotten pretty much in the annals of this game. But late in extra time, um, before Messi scored the go-ahead, uh, there was a howitzer off of his foot <laughs> that absolutely was going to go in. And Lloris made an incredible punch save above the goal. And in the final waning seconds of extra time with literally 10 seconds to go, Colomuani's shot that Martinez got a foot on was one of the best World Cup saves in a very, very long time. Yep. Save the game. Well, considering the circumstances, it had to be the greatest save in World Cup history. Considering the it saved him the cup, literally, it, absolutely, and by just a foot. I mean, it was it was smoked. It was unbelievable save. But, I think uh, people will not forget that save. I think that will go down in history. It, did France just choke though in the shootout? Like that? Well, I have a theory about that. I think the coolest play of that whole match. Well, you know, I was saying I think if if it goes to a shootout advantage Argentina just because of the experience level. And then if you remember the first, the first shot was Mbappe who did what you would expect him to do. He blasted one into the top corner and then Messi gets up there and kind of like saunters up to the ball, pauses, waits till the goalie makes his move and then just like rolls it in the, in the opposite direction. I mean, I think he got into the head of the young guy following him from France, because that move was just like, you know, double fuck you to the other team. You have to have huge balls to try to pull that shot off because it imagine if, I mean, it, it, it was so slow. It's like he lit a cigarette after he let it go and just watched it go in. I, I can't believe that play. And I really think it messed with the heads of the young guys on France who followed him. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I thought it was brilliant strategy that started with Messi, to exactly what you said, Rooster, to get Loris to commit and then just basically dribble it up the middle. And if you notice right after that, Dybala went straight in the middle. Mm-hmm. And now, now Loris was like really like messed up. But, but the second I, guy from France hit the post, didn't he? No, the missed second guy it. from he France missed. was saved. 
Martinez no, made a mistake. Yeah, yeah. And then the next guy. And then the he next went, guy went wide left. The next yeah. guy went yeah. wide. They all went left. Those first three shots. Right. But yeah. they were, I like think the they were position. spooked. Second. I think they were spooked. I don't know who took the second shot for France, but it's not a good shot. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Was it was like, low and it wasn't. It was far easy to get to. It was yeah. easy to get to. Yeah. I mean, Coleman shot. Martinez has to guess right, but if you guess right, you're going to block that. Yeah. But if you guess right, let's say you guess right on Mbappe's shot, you're not stopping that even if you guess right. Because he was did guess right. Hard. He got his, he, he he did got got his hand, hand on it that time. Yeah, but, the, yeah, but he got that, a hand that second shot was weak. It well, was too too so inside House, the post. House, how how does USA soccer take this this moment and capture lightning in the bottle? Because you know what you said is. You know who was the big winner? The 2026 World Cup in in the USA. That's four years away. We by just you know we have the attention span of a gnat at this point in this country. How do how does USA capitalize on this moment? I think they got to get beyond NBC Sports and Peacock. They've got to get whatever they can to get international soccer on U.S. television. Because I think the interest is there. I think the player recognition is there. And that's how U.S. captures it. Um, and I su- how about I make Netflix? a suggestion? How about Netflix? How oh, about yeah. a drive to survive for soccer? That's brilliant. I think you should probably put a trademark on that right now. Well, but would it be for U.S. soccer or international soccer? International. 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 You know, to get the interest up it, in are, the stars. I, I are, are we just too like? Are we too diverse here in terms of sports? There's just so much. There's NBA, MLB, college football, NFL. None of these countries. In these other countries, this is it, right? It's soccer. Well, that's, that's what it. you said last week, Milk. That that's what you said last week, which was such a great point. And you know, for folks who maybe watched the game and then they flicked it off, at least go onto YouTube or Twitter and see some of the footage of Buenos Aires, or uh, please, you got to listen to Andres Contour, uh, who is a Buenos Aires-born Argentinian-American broadcast legend who broadcasts it here in the United States for uh, Spanish-listening audiences, but he loved Argentina since he was a kid, and his recording of when they scored that last one you you could hear the the emotion of a nation yeah. in it. Yep. It was just so Amazing. unbelievable. And then the drone footage. And if you've not seen the time lapse footage between when the game ended and like literally forty five minutes later, and people flood into the center of Buenos Aires, it was incredible. It well, we're and we're fortunate enough on the SMQBs to actually have a friend who is the ambassador to Argentina, who I was texting with. Uh, Mark Stanley, I was very well connected during the during the game, uh, texting with him and they were having a watch party and he kept showing me video of the big outdoor area where they had all gathered in Buenos Aires and they were just going nuts. I mean, just but, you know, the 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 emotions to have your heart ripped out because you thought you thought when they got the penalty kick, you're like, okay, well, they gave him one. In fact, House, you and I had two one. Argentina, but to have your heart ripped out when Mbappe was given that uh, penalty, I can't even imagine the emotional swing, just knowing how emotional we are about our teams, but not our country like that. Oh my God. It was, uh, it was the highs and lows. It was the thrill of victory, agony of defeat, then back to the thrill of victory. Yeah. And then Messi makes his goal in extra time. And you think again, it's over. And then it's just ripped out from you again. You guys will remember in the 90s when the Rangers got Marc Messier and he he basically put a, his entire team on his back and willed a team to a championship. I'll never forget that series and the and the leadership he had in that game. What you saw yesterday was the two two of the very top 5 and maybe top 3, you know. There's a couple other guys Neymar and Ronaldo but two of the top five players in the world putting their teams on their back on the biggest game that's only played once every four years and willing them to victory. I mean, that kind of heavyweight slugging, you'll never see anything like that again. It was incredible. But in the end, Mbappe, who already has one in his pocket, had what 
you know, Messi has been waiting his whole life for. And I just thought the the drama of the capstone of his career, a guy who'd won everything but that, and he finally got it. You you really can't script anything better than that. And so, of course, you know, I do have as, as a joke, you know, you'll see on uh, our social media of Me- Messi holding a goat. There's yeah, every it's creeping. It's creeping me the fuck out. It's, it's pretty creepy. creepy. It's really fucking creepy. He clearly <laughs> took that picture at a mall photography shop. <laughs> yeah. So, fuck. so like, why glamour is the shot. goat in the it's mall? A glamour That's what shot. I want to know. Yeah. We, we, we keep going back and forth on this pod. We do it with Brady. Then we do it with arguments, LeBron and MJ. And the consensus, I think, because of recency, is that if there was any debate about Messi versus Ronaldo, Messi, whatever, it's Messi is now officially the GOAT. And then somebody later on who's very deeply pitched into soccer said, okay, hold on a second for all you kind of like newborns. Let's not forget that Pele not had not just one, not two, but three World Cup championships. Right. I mean, if we're measuring by championships, Pele had three. Right. right. And and he kind of revolutionized scoring. The impact so, on world soccer. I would like to say Messi is the goat. I think he's the greatest of this time. He's the got. Uh, he's the greatest. I think Mbappe is going to pass him out soon. He's greatest special. The got okay. The got. I think we just coined a new phrase. Got and I mean, Ronaldo's got. Ronaldo's sinking fast. And House, you yeah, didn't yeah, uh, sure. comment, but did you see my hat today? Oh, you got the PSG hat on. PSG hat, which is... Of course you do. How is it possible that What's Messi, that? Mbappe, oh and Neymar God, are bro. on the same team and they don't win every fucking game? Yeah, Wait, what, what is he wearing? He's wearing the Paris, Paris Saint-Germain hat. I got it in he's Paris been a fan, last year. He's been a fan for a day. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> God, here we go. Oh my uh, god. I mean, but just for our, our <laughs> listeners who are out there, the SMQB's text chain yesterday had one member who was close to vomiting and another who couldn't breathe, wanting this so badly for Messi. And I'll bet you in the moment, if you had asked that guy what Messi's first name was, he probably would have to think a few minutes before he could pull it out of his ass and get it right. So <laughs> I, I mean, this is the the fandom gone weird. Who's now, who's now wearing weird a hat segment. from Paris? <laughs> yes. he's, he's he can't breathe over over a team from Argentina. Just, it's a prop. I just wanted today to see if you guys would Paris. would take the bait. Right. Our, <laughs> our, our, our all that they were playing France, right? <laughs> <laughs> there have been some amazing tweets by today. Today, like it's it's the most nervous I felt since I've. Became an Argentinian fan in December 2022. <laughs> I'll say this: uh, I have spent a, I have spent a lot in my lifetime on messy jerseys. I, I our listeners know that I have three boys and my middle son. I did not have this on my lifetime bingo board that I was going to spend half my life on a soccer field watching kids play soccer. But m- my middle son Josh, literally his first Instagram handle was josh messi he, it, it, for all of us who grew up with maybe dr j on our wall or michael jordan or whoever it was messi has been who's been on his wall since he was a kid it's every jerseys he's owned he's you know we literally went overseas to see um the el clasico between real madrid and barcelona and see messi play we drove up to the meadowlands to see messi play versus neymar and a friendly between argentina and brazil like the way this kid needed Argentina to win yesterday. I've never seen anything like it. It was uh that's why it was so tense in my house. It was it was crazy. I was very, very happy for him. That's cool. Good for him. Great World Cup. You guys, thanks for thanks yeah. for joining in the ride four years yeah. ago when we got on board to begin with. And uh we've converted. I, I think we finally have converted bison. I think he's all the way over. Yeah. Well, thank you for turning us on to it. Well, <laughs> All right, so let's table soccer till 2026. Yeah, we'll talk. Okay, come back here for episode episode 376. We'll cover soccer again. Right at right and right after that, we'll get back into tennis. Well, at that that point, won't we have we'll have sleeves and probably one leg covered, won't we? Yeah, right. right. Probably will.
<laughs> All right, let's move on. We got NFL uh, week 15 to talk about. Uh, who wants to, to lead us through this? Rooster, you up mm. for it? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. So so yesterday we had two teams clinch their divisions, the Eagles and the Bills, and three only three more were able to clinch a playoff berth, the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the 49ers. Um, Cowboys. Some crazy game. The Cowboys haven't clinched. I mean, they're probably in, as we all know. But no, they, they did the clinch last night. Rooster, oh, of course. Thank you, G-Men. You guys oh, clinched thanks to it us, for us. We clinched. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. realize you, that you got in with a loss and a win by the Giants. All yeah. Right. All right. So Whatever the Cowboys the are is. in. Cowboys are in. Um, some crazy games yesterday, man. Starting well, actually, starting with Thursday. How about the 49ers behind Brock Purdy? The guy was so injured in the previous week's Sunday game that he did not throw a ball between Sunday and the start of the game on Thursday and led them to a 21-13 win over Seattle, throwing two touchdowns to Kittle. This kid's the real deal. He's he's fun to watch. And then you get the uh the Vikings clinching with one of the with the the, the biggest comeback in the history of the NFL down 33 nothing I mean, to the Colts who the Colts don't seem to know that these games go four quarters. I mean, the Vikings have been in two of the most epic games yeah. in the history of football in like the last month. <laughs> and right? as have the Colts, yes. as have yeah. the Colts. I mean, the Colts against the uh, the Cowboys and now this. I mean, my God, Jeff's, Jeff Saturday should just go back to the booth right. tomorrow and just somebody walk away this, from it. Somebody said this weekend that Ursay wants him back. Because he's Ursay's boy. That's crazy. It's, it's nuts. Well, it's they play nuts. hard for him for a half. How the fuck does that happen? Hope, you need to explain to us what is going on with your Cowboys losing 34 to 40 to Jacksonville in overtime. I mean, Dan oh, yeah. picked twice. I mean, almost are you worried? You've got to be worried. After, Jacksonville after is hot right now. I said sir, You kind of served as a, a get right game for Houston well, the week before. Yeah. So. It it's not pretty. I mean, the thing is, is that they're up twenty seven to ten, and you know, patting themselves on the back and acting on the sidelines like it was over. Um, and then you know, the girl threw the ball like ninety five yards in the air. It was an amazing touchdown, like longest of his career. Uh, just like that, you know, it's twenty seven seventeen, and you're thinking, all right, uh, maybe we need to play a little bit more conservative. We need to. Uh, you know, run some clock. We need to make sure we get some first downs here. We need to stem any potential momentum. And what happens? Fucking Dak throws another interception on a on a busted play. Um, you know, he thought he had Schultz up and he overthrew him by like six yards. And that one play, just like the game we saw last week against the Texans when Turpin fumbled, uh, the punt, that one play turned the whole fucking game around and gave Jacksonville uh, a hope, and they immediately, you know, took advantage of it, and the Cowboys were on the back heels. You know, they did they did come back, and 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 they, they took the lead, and you thought that was going to be enough, and then the defense got uh, that big turnover uh, with Parsons making that recovery, and you think the game is over, they need one first down. They run the ball twice, make Jacksonville burn their timeout, two timeouts, and then what do they do? Fucking McCarthy on third down throws the ball, not just like a safety throw to get, you know, the yards for first down, but they go a home run, stop the clock. Jacksonville, that timeout saved Jacksonville. That and Ingram's amazing play. And they're able to tie it. And then in overtime, you know, that was not on deck. That interception was not on deck. Now, Noah Brown, you know, should have caught the ball, would have been a first down. Cowboys keep keep moving, but never should have gone to overtime. And I, I've been saying ball. Pope, this we is, don't we don't want to do a play by play. We yeah, this is saying this. Dallas has been this is longer Dallas than my whole NFL summer here. How Dallas has been playing with their food <laughs> for the last they play to the level of their okay. of their competition. And so Pope, we Dak, just want Dak to talk has about why they or interceptions. Yeah. Just, just say just if they the, suck. Just a guy. Just say if they suck. Dak has more interceptions since the eighth week than anyone in the NFL. He has ten now in the last seven games. And as because of that, they're not going to go very far in the playoffs, except they get to go to Tampa. 
So and you listen, have an unbeaten listen. quarterback sitting on the bench. Right. About that? No, he's summary, not unbeaten. He lost to the look, Eagles. Don't forget in that. In summary, the Eagles have one team in the NFC that they're worried about, and that's the 49ers. Yeah, but how bad is Purdy? You know, he said he uh, he did he threw mm-hmm. two touchdowns, but he didn't oh. throw the ball for four days. Is, he, has is a, a he, has a, he has an injured oblique. Um, well, that could be I, lingering. I, yeah, I think, the, I think that even though – Jalen has a, a sprained shoulder. I think the the Eagles aren't too worried about anything that the rest of us are offering up in the NFC, except for the 49ers. Um, in the AFC, you know, there's three teams that are looking pretty sharp right now. Um, the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals. And, uh, uh, you know, the Chiefs Bills yesterday. The Bills, yeah, the Chiefs are good, though. I mean, overtime to the same damn Texan team that almost beat the Cowboys. Right. So that's what I said. The Cowboys, they they had their get right game against the Cowboys, and now they think they're good. Um, But the Chiefs are good, and they're not, they're 11 and three. They're not, they're not going to stumble just because they struggled with the Texans. The Bills look good. um, And the Bengals, as we predicted, the Bengals are getting stronger as the year goes on. Um, They're, they have a pretty, pretty solid lead in the North, um, particularly since the, the Ravens put up three points against the Browns um, and the Ravens have, um, you know, some tough games coming up. So it, it looks to me like the Bills, the Chiefs and the Bengals are going to uh, dominate and in the AFC and it's between the Eagles and the Niners in the NFC. Um, the Washington you know, the Washington and, and the Giants were rescued by Seattle. Um, they're not going to go far. Either one of those teams, they're not going to go far in the playoffs. I don't see the Titans, the Ravens, Miami doing much on the AFC side. Well, look, they're you got to give Miami fast. a lot of credit for their game against Buffalo. I mean, that game almost went to overtime up in the blizzard. Yeah, but I think Miami still has something. Miami they could, two straight when they needed to win. Miami, Miami could do something. Miami can do something. The Jets I, I, and Miami had had a chance to many, grab it, and they didn't. There's too many good teams that they have to go through. Yeah, there's just too many really good teams. It's not the it's not the NFC. If Miami was in the NFC, you know, and they had to they had to you know get a little lucky against the Eagles or Niners in one game, then maybe. But there's too many good teams to have to go through in the AFC. The one team with a mediocre record in the AFC that I would not want to face is the Chargers because they're getting healthier and better. And who knows what Justin Herbert can come up with in one game. Although let's keep an eye on on Eckler's injury because he got injured in that game. And if he's hurt, that could affect their fortunes. But I agree with you. Mike Williams' return has definitely Mm -hmm. buoyed uh, Herbert. He looks better. I cannot believe what we're seeing from the Detroit Lions. Yes. <laughs> well, you should. You should believe it because you predicted it at the beginning of the year. I, I, this team really has an attitude change. They will not give up. Not that the Jets are world beaters, but they were down and they went for, no, they, they were, they went for Fourth it down. all. And it was incredible comeback there. And I, I do want to say something about last night's game, um, which, you know, we were all hoping to end in another tie, but. Emmett. <laughs> If should have, if what we saw in the second half, particularly the last drive, is Saquon getting fully healthy, look out because on some of his runs, he looked like the, the reason they drafted that guy to begin with. I mean, like a video game player. Saquon is dangerous right now if he's healthy. And next year, we're adding a six after Kayvon's five if he keeps playing like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would I wouldn't say he's that, but he's good. He's wow. good. He's not. Nate, do you have any thoughts on last night's games? Do you have any? Yeah, I mean, I mean like he's probably, he's, probably never, wait, he's waiting to punch somebody. Probably no. It never. It never felt like it was a game that Washington was going to win. They just never. They couldn't put it together. The play calling was horrific. Brian Robinson. You know how many carries he had? He had how many? Well. Carries. That's well, a travesty. That's a and travesty. He was, he was ripping them off whenever they gave him the ball, too. It's I not like he's being stopped. Yeah. And, I, and I, yeah, he averaged seven, seven yards a carry. Um, I do think what you saw in the last possession in the, in the red zone 
was the NFL sending a message to Dan Snyder. Just sell the damn team. Oh. We're not letting you go <laughs> oh, anywhere. Come on. I knew it's there was a conspiracy. I knew it. And just sell the team and be gone because between a fine franchise like the Giants and you, you shithead, we're going to pick the Giants every day. The commanders are not allowed to complain about officiating this year, period. Well, <laughs> here those, we go. those two calls last night at the end of the game were so much more egregious and worse than the face mask penalty in a game that you were losing the entire time that you your team didn't show up in the first half. I mean, they weren't they were so much more egregious and they literally they oh they God. were game changing. And and I mean they're I have to say I looked at Twitter. I don't like blaming the rest. That's why I said what I did at the beginning. It never felt like a game we were going to win. Um but if you look at Twitter today, there's not an NFL analyst out there who hasn't like had his or her jaw on the ground trying to explain the last few plays of that. Game. I, I, I can't defend either one of them. Okay. Either but one of those is, calls. Is there anybody who has given a justification yet on the McLaren penalty? That, yes. Not the NFL, not the ref that made the call, but one, like his head ref said, you don't have any idea how many things that we're, we're responsible for at that minute you know, counting numbers to make sure there's 11 guys on the field, et cetera, et cetera. But he got a thumbs up. He, he, he not Maybe. only did he get a know. thumbs up, but the guy had his hand in his pocket, ready to throw the flag as soon as the ball was snapped. So he was clearly paying attention to McLaren. I, I just, I don't, I don't understand that. That call was the one you got really jobbed don't. on. That was yeah. the one you got jobbed on. Not, oh, well, not the, the one where the, he was pregnant in the end zone, but the, the, the <laughs> McLaren one, because he got confirmation from the ref that he was yeah, okay. That's, that's horseshit. Yeah, it really well. was. And that was a touchdown. That play was a touchdown. Yeah, but you weren't going to score two. two. You weren't going to make the two. Let's just stop Yes, with this. that you weren't going to do. Well, they already had one. There was another two point that was pulled away on what everybody said was a horrific call on the pick play. Uh, that was, that was a that. bad call. Too. We don't remember that. Bison, remember yeah. when I told you long ago? Remember when I told you long ago, look out for Jahan Dotson because he's going to be great? Remember yeah, when I told he's, you Oh, yeah. No, I don't. I think it was. Oh. I don't think you said that. <laughs> so who who I can, think Heineke, who thinks Bill I think Belichick Heineke. is is uh, going to stick around another year or two after? Oh my god! This debacle oh my god. of the season. We, we got to talk about the the most unbelievable. The, that? the most undisciplined ending play in the history, in the history of, of the Patriots. I can't believe there wasn't a homicide on the fifty yard line <laughs> of an NFL stadium yesterday. What were did they? They didn't plan that, right? That just happened. No. The, the, just, no, it just made the, it up. The players like, oh, shit, are taking full, full blame for it. Oh, God. What? Because, you know, God knows if you get the ball in Matt Jones's hand, who, who knows how far he could scamper. I by, mean, Ramondre Stevenson basically running almost like he could have gotten to the end. Like, I, what made him? No, they got him on the sideline. Okay, but that was so weird. It was. Can we silly. not? But wait a minute. You know, the other thing that keeps getting missed in this, two things. First of all, the Raiders tied it up with 37 seconds left in the game. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, they tied it up with like no time left on the clock on a 35 yard pass into the corner of the end zone. And then please let's not miss the greatest stiff arm in the history yeah. of football. Oh my God. I mean, Matt that Jones Raiders, got trucked. Oh my God. It I mean, crumbled to the ground. Him. Yes. It was just, it was just, Max Jones still don't know what happened to him. It was crazy. Please go watch that if you haven't seen it. Oh, all right. Well, who's who are you buying? You know, we've been saying for weeks, we've been saying for weeks that there are three teams that are vying for two spots in the NFC that it was the Commanders, Giants, and Seahawks. But you've got to put the Lions in now, right? Who's who are you buying stock in now? The Giants, I think they're going to be in they that last night was the huge win i think they're going to get in so if it's they commanders are. seahawks and lions who are you buying stock in i don't i don't know that you're i don't think you're right about that i mean hope the giants have some pretty tough games well that's who do the, you play look at your schedule you've got the niners coming you've got up the next. niners and you know we, like it or we, not, the niners the, Cowboys. The, the niners the browns and the cowboys but the giants have at the vikings no. And then they go, what do they what do they have next? We have the uh, Eagles. They're gonna get their ninth the win. They're gonna get their ninth win home against the Colts. But let me right. tell you, if for some reason they slip there, 
you know, breaking news by now, but by the time people hear this, they'll have now caught up to the fact that Jalen Hurts is hurt. He has, it's a little bit confusing, but maybe just a sprained shoulder, maybe more, maybe he's out one week, maybe he's out two, but let's say behind Gardner Minshew, the Eagles slip the next couple of weeks and they have to get one win in order to have home field throughout and get the bye. Well, oh my God, that Giants-Eagles game, last game of the season, suddenly becomes very, very interesting. As as does Washington-Dallas last game of the season. Well, but when well, every game is, like you can't, you can't just pick the game you're going to try to win. So but, they're going to have to go for it against the Cowboys. And then, but it, you know, after it, the last three games, the Saints and the, and the Giants. It looks to me that the Giants have the toughest schedule the Seattle, I'm sorry, I think Seattle has the toughest schedule, then the Giants, then us, and Detroit has the easiest remaining yep. three games. Detroit has the Panthers, Bears, and Packers. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a the cakewalk table. easily. Yeah, yeah. They so could. if you if you think Detroit runs the table, which is saying a lot, then that that puts them at ten and seven. I think that puts them in. Yeah, yeah, it probably does. It does. And the Commanders, and- Giants, or Seahawks, two of them are out. It's funny right. the, the Detroit, Seattle, and the Titans have the same record, and the Patriots, as a matter of fact. And everybody f- thinks that the, uh, the 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 Seahawks and the Patriots and the Titans are going downhill, and and the Lions are on the uprise. They're the best seven and seven team we've seen in a long time right now. Yeah. And by the way, the only the only reason I give Washington a little bit of a nod on the schedule. Only on the schedule, by the way, over the Giants is because of the Brock Purdy in San in San Francisco. Um, that's it. I mean, but it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun. Uh, that guy's gonna start next weeks. year for somebody. Uh, he might. He very well might. I mean, look how quickly do we forget that Tom Brady was a six round pick, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's making the 49ers have to think about things. Which their play is. calling right and now. Another. Their play calling is amazingly good especially when you compare it to some of these other games. Like if you watch a Colts game where they're up 33, nothing. And all of a sudden every, every first down is a run up the middle. Every second down is a throw sideways that the defense is like this close to picking off and, and for a pick six, I mean, there's absolutely no mystery to what they're doing. And with the 49ers, you could, they don't even have to block people sometimes because the, They've got the defense so confused. Yeah. All right, House, let's get to our Plaxico locks here. What's going on, man? Yeah, just before doing that, there's only two here um, that are still even relevant in the world of fantasy football. So I want to wish my Wait, we don't need to. We don't cover fantasy football. Patrick Meichler, the milk, we don't best of luck in the semifinals. Congrats that Jalen Hurts is hurt. But oh, I'm not, my God. Okay. I'm not Good done with you, House. Yet. I am not done with you yet, Milk. Here we go. I, I hear you. I guard. Hey, Gardner Minshew, man. All right. Um. So we. I would, pa- uh, Patrick. I'd pick him up off the waiver wire right now. Don't think I haven't thought about that. Although we improved, uh, as a group last week because we didn't go zero and five in the locks, but <laughs> but um, I think I think we need to get off the Texans anti-Texan strategy. Uh, Bison has now lost twice in a row betting against the Texans. He's now dropped a five, nine and one having taken the chiefs minus 14. I don't know what crack pipe I was smoking to think that the Panthers could be anything. <laughs> and I dropped a six and nine, but we have three winners this week. We've got milk believing in the chargers improving to seven and eight, uh, with the chargers minus two and a half in their victory. And Pope and Rooster, uh, their little lover action took the Bengals and both got wins. Pope is almost, almost clinching. He's at nine and six, but Rooster uh, at seven and eight with the Bengals win. You know, we're going to, Rooster, you're going to have to probably take somebody different than Pope to catch him. Yeah. So with that, uh, I'm going to leave you two guys last. And I will start. I I, I uh, am also impressed with what the Chargers are doing. So I've got them uh, this week in week 16. I've got the Chargers minus four Monday night at the Colts who stink. And we'll go to Bison. Um. Well, what does it matter at this point? But I am going to take 
I'm going to do a little reverse psychology here. I am going to take the Texans. Wow. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Wow. I like getting that. seven from the from the Titans. Oh, I like that pick. I, I like that yep. too. All right, Milk, you're up. Uh, I'm going to ride the Lions train. I'll take them at Carolina. Is it two and a half? Three. The Lions Three. we have here at minus two and a half at Carolina. Yeah, two and a half. All right. Yeah. I'll take Detroit. I like that. All right. I am going to give Pope, who's in first place, the advantage of going last. So, Rooster, you got to independently make that pick. No, 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 no. You can't. Oh, do no, that no, no. Pope That's just- right. That's Pope's right. just going to automatically pick who I pick. That's right. Pope yeah. will automatically pick the same. Pope, you got to go. You, you yeah, got to go. Yeah, what kind of rule first. is that bullshit? I should be last because I'm first. No, because then you can fun. automatically just take Oh, whatever. I'll throw it's got to be interesting. Guys. It's got to be interesting. Make it interesting for you since this is the only fucking game in town for me these days. Um, I'm gonna what do you mean? Ride. Your boy Messi just beat, won the World Cup. Oh, hey, you should be floating on Argentina. Yeah, so I won. The, you know, so Who? I won the injury board. You know, congratulations! Challenge. I would trade money. that for a spot in the fantasy playoffs right now and be kicking your fucking ass. That being uh, said, <laughs> I'll take the Bengals. Ride with the Bengals at the Pats. Uh, implosion of the Pats will continue. Um, looks like I'm giving three and a half. Is that right, House? Yeah, that's a good pick. That's I I, I think that might clinch. Well, the well, let me ask you this, because this, you know, what was the line this morning on the Cowboy game? Do you know? It was minus one. It's up to minus yeah, six. What's, how could so the that Cowboys be before were, they announced Jalen? Cowboys Hurts. were giving one before they made the announcement. Holy! Cowboys crap. were minus one, and now they're minus <sighs> six. What? what yes, team they're they, watching. They love the Cowboys. And it's six. Uh, wow. It's really yeah. an insult to Gardner Minshew. But off we go to Rooster. Go ahead. Tempted to pick Gardner Minshew, but I'm going to go with the Lions. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Good pick. Oh, good luck. I also recommend Arizona. All right. I can't bet with Arizona ever. <laughs> Do it. They're so terrible. They've they're now they've lost their quarterback, their GM, and the coach is next. That's, and the backup quarterback, right? Setting up, setting up for a Bucks loss. <laughs> who's their third who's their third string quarterback anyway do you know yeah. Who, who's the fourth string quarterback for the niners do we know <laughs> cj uh, Beathard. Steve young gonna come <laughs> off the bench i think they signed josh johnson that's they right did. They, they did, did sign yeah, josh yeah, johnson yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. josh johnson who went from tampa Santa and never won a game and then he came to washington and finally won a game as a starter and uh, they pulled him off a basketball court in Oakland where he got a phone call that he needed to be on a plane. So, uh, all right, that's it for the NFL. Um, look, here's the deal. We are getting close to the holidays. We got some travel coming up. The SMQBs are going to take uh, a break away the first uh, Monday in January. So to wrap the year, we're going a two-part segment here. This week, we're covering our most memorable sporting moments of the year. Not not necessarily a game, but sporting moment of the year. And uh, then next week, we're going to uh, give you our sports person of the year. So with that, um, just going around uh, my Zoom screen here, Pope, what do you got for a memorable sporting moment? And you can get two or three if you want to throw a couple out there. But tell us what, what you mem- remember about the year. Well, until yesterday, uh, to me, it was a uh, it was a no brainer, and I, I still think it's a no brainer for me. Um, but yesterday, you know, we'll go down in in the history of the world as as one of the greatest televised sporting events um, that that uh, we'll ever experience with concerning the uh, the stakes of the countries involved and uh, you know the the player. Um, to get the ring, so to speak. But um, for me, and, you know, it's personal, uh, it had to have been the Carolina-Duke semifinal game in the Final Four in New Orleans. Um, you know, I moved to Chapel Hill in 1978, and we were basically taught uh, to hate Duke from from then on. And when Coach K came in 1980 uh, and, and revolutionized the entire, you know, Duke sporting franchise uh, to become a national brand and, uh, nobody hated Duke more than Carolina. 
uh, eight miles away. I mean, the rivalry just Chishevsky dominated Roy Williams, Dean Smith, you know, they, they got theirs, but, um, they're the one dominant was Shashevsky and, and he made his retirement, uh, personal, um, and made sure that it was going to be, you know, the final game at Cameron against Carolina, because they were going to kick their ass and they have all against all his guys were coming back and wearing, I love, you know, K little fucking t-shirts and, and we won that game. And I was like, you know, it won't get any better than that. And then finally, the the ultimate game they get a chance to play for the first time ever in the final four and it was an amazing game back and forth great play uh carolina was down you know with five minutes left they were up by a couple with three minutes left i mean anybody could have won um can't even describe you know the emotions of being inside uh in inside the superdome and then having you know that shot by caleb love which basically you know sealed it uh there'll never be another sporting moment like that for me i can't think of one uh ever again so clearly to me that's the number one sporting moment of the year i think it'll All right. be the cowboys winning the super bowl this year will be your next one yeah well that's actually next year no that's true true that's, i'm already true. planning on that that's okay, okay. <laughs> all right milk you're up take it away what do you got all right so i went i went to college football because i assumed everyone was going to say the World Cup match yesterday was the best, but my game is the anytime Satan loses, it's going to be my most memorable <laughs> game of the year. So I had to go Tennessee, Alabama. I think it was the best college football game of the season. It had everything, excitement, a ton of offense. You had the the devastated fan base that hadn't won in 20 years or 15 to 20 years. Um they they went on a last second field goal of all things. Uh, they stormed the field, and you know you can't even. It's literally a sea of orange. Uh, they take the goalpost to the river and throw it in the river. I mean, it was just it was full of excitement. Really, really cool moment. Um, definitely college football game of the year. Uh, but L- I want to LSU beating them was pretty good too. Though, that right? was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, I still had Tennessee notching that. However, I don't know if this is a moment. I want to add something. This is my addendum. I'm going to add on something. And really only because it torments Pope. But I think the best sporting, you want to call it a moment or whatever you want to call it, was the introduction of live into golf. <laughs> oh, my that God. Are you fucking kidding was me? was one of the more memorable moments of 2022 for me. Sitting there every day waiting for the next person to sell his soul over to the Saudis was great. Hope with his anger every day. Just really exciting. Live golf. I think it's changed golf for good. Because we'll Pope lived in Augusta for a couple of years when he was a child. Yes. And he was, yes. he was told to hate any competitor league. Uh, and to see Pope try to justify it and say these were has-beens that were joining the Live Tour was even better. Especially when Cam Smith went. <laughs> Live golf, my memorable moment. Rooster, what you got? Well, I've got the man who rescued baseball, Aaron Judge. Ah. I mean, come on now. He, you know, in 1927, we had the babe hit 60, and that was a sacred milestone for three decades. And Roger Maris came along in 61 and broke that record. Um, and it was a big deal. Home, the home run record was a huge deal until the steroid heads smashed through it in the late 90s and early 2000s. You had Sosa breaking the 61 mark three times, McGuire twice, and then Bonds hit 73 home runs in 2001. And after that, the fans really stopped caring about home run records until this year when a guy who combined the size and power of Ruth and the humility of Roger Maris went, came out and hit 62 home runs. And, you know, I don't think there's a person out there who suspects that uh, Aaron judges anything but clean. Um, he's very modest when he hit number 60 in Pittsburgh, his teammates had to shove him out of the dugout just to take a bow, which was kind of the way Roger Maris was. 
I just think that he was the right guy at the right time to kind of re- rekindle our, our, you know, the national pastime fans' interest in home runs. Good one. I had that. On I, I forgot about that rooster. I mean, you know, I was there, and it was an, an amazing moment. Uh, so that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had that as notable for sure. Oh, and right behind it is the fact that UConn basketball is back, baby, ranked <laughs> number one. Oh, God. With Purdue. House? <laughs> I mean, I think if we're being objective on the moments of the year, I think it just becomes automatically the, the World Cup final. And yep. so it almost feels like what's the best runner up to that? And again, I know that's a recency bias. We just saw it yesterday, but it really was that special. And the funny thing is, I I understand why it's personal to Pope in the semifinal, but ironically, I really believe that one of the biggest and best sports moments that you remember from the last year was the gripping and incredible final. And And it did have to do with the fact that Carolina had already, like here was Carolina, again, one of the lower seeded teams, number eight seed, and a storybook run with a new coach, with players who weren't on the front page of your, you know, desk until until really that tournament, you hadn't heard of most of them, and here they were just storming through the tournament and that incredible upset to send Coach K packing, and now they were had their coronation at halftime. They were taking down the blue blood uh, rival, you know, in terms of coaching rivals and storybook rivals of of teams of Kansas, and it was over. And then it wasn't. And I I thought that that comeback of Kansas down 16 in the second half, storing back and everybody watching their jaw just hit the floor. And I I know it was probably painful for Carolina fans, but in terms of a gripping, awesome sports moment of the year, Kansas's win in the final for me of all the different things, because I could go homer and do Harper's home run in the eighth inning against the Padres to clinch it. And, you know, the place going wild and all that stuff. But really, if you just look objectively at all the different finals besides the World Cup, I thought the Kansas comeback, the largest comeback in NCAA final history, was a pretty good moment for the year. Uh, It was amazing. You know, it doesn't change my perspective because you can ask every Tar Heel uh, fan if they would have preferred to win the national championship or beat Duke in the semis. They, to a person, will tell you beat Duke in the semis. It was that big a deal. That's, that's a, so fucked up. That's messed yeah, up. Yeah, it is fucked up, that's but it's true. Up. It is absolutely true. That's that's, wow. that's now if Carolina had never won the national championship before, maybe that's a different story. But knocking K out, not uh, denying him the opportunity to go to the national championship for his final season after years of bitter hatred. I mean, I'm telling you, it was when we walked out of the Superdome, it was as if we had won the national championship and not anybody you talk to cares a wit that they didn't beat Kansas in that game. Wow. We need, wow. To, teach, we need to teach you love in 2023. Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to give you my, mine's a moment and, I, and I'm going to give you my moment. And then um, I'm just going to throw a couple other stories out there that we, we don't want to forget, but got to go all the way back to January 22nd uh, and January 23rd. And it was hmm. the divisional round oh. of the NFL playoffs. Oh, the greatest weekend of NFL football. Definitely. All the games, four games ended with walk off scores oh. winning the game. First, you had the Bengals beat the Titans uh, with a 52 yard field goal, the Niners 13 to 10 over the Packers. Uh, on a last-second 45-yard field goal, the Rams 30 over the Bucks. Sorry, Milk, uh, with a 30-yard field goal as time expired, and then you had the the just absolutely icing Best on NFL the cake. Game of all epic time. game of Chiefs 42, Bills 36, after 25 points scored in the final two minutes, and then uh, Kelsey got an eight-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes. Um, to me, that I mean, literally, that was the ultimate weekend of NFL football, and I just I don't know that it could ever get any better 
than that. So that was my moment of the year. But I do want to throw out a couple other uh, stories that shouldn't be overlooked. Um, first of all, uh, Iowa guard Caitlin Clark, who went in back-to-back games 31-10-10 and and then 35-13-11, becoming the first NCAA player, man, man or woman, with consecutive 30-point triple doubles in mm. back-to-back games. Um, how about... Um, Damn, nice. The waste, the waste Management Open. Oh, yeah. Hole-in-one. Uh, I guess it was Carlos Ortiz, right, who who uh, who had the hole-in-one. Uh, and that scene of the beer just flying down everywhere on the 16th mm. at yeah, the Waste awesome. Management. If you there were two that weekend. The year, that scene at the Waste Management last year. Uh, Sam Ryder had the other one, right? Sam Ryder, yep. I think that's who it was. So uh, that was quite a scene. Um, LeBron James, first player with 10,000 points, rebounds, and assists. That happened in 22, worth mentioning. No one remembers that. We talked about uh, a lot about (laughs) – we talked a lot about the NCAA tournament, but – Let's not forget the uh, epic journey of St. Peter's. Oh, who became oh yeah. St. Peter's. Uh, wow. That was awesome. I think they were the first 15 seed to get to the Elite Eight, and that was that kind of gripped the nation. And then a week later, uh, the transfer portal decimated their entire team. Yeah, that's right. Everyone <laughs> coach left. went the whole time. Yeah, the coach left. left. That's right. And they've canceled the basketball program now. <laughs> uh, House, I thought you would have gotten, would have mentioned this one. Um, Christian Erickson rejoining Denmark. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a great story. Came back. That yeah, was one of our lassos. That was one of our lassos. Yeah, it was. And then just a couple more, again, just notables for, for our listeners. Um, I actually had coach K retiring along with Serena and Roger that are both retiring also. Yeah. Um, I had noted Aaron judge of course. That was, that was rooster's very good moment, but also the last one is just, uh, uh, admiring the season that Shohei Otani had uh, was, which is one for the for the record books, just an <laughs> epic MLB season, uh, one I have of the greatest to, of all time. I have to say this; it, it pains me to say it, but I do have to give a nod of admiration to Dusty Baker finally getting his World Series championship because that was a big story for a guy yeah. that's a lifer, and that yeah. was one thing that was missing from his career. So that was a big one. Can somebody please explain to me why he wears surgical gloves during the game? I don't know. I don't know. I thought that it was a good one. I thought Maybe it was black surgical COVID? gloves. Maybe or a like listener. It's been going on for like three years. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember him doing that in Washington. So <clears throat> that's that's the newer thing. It might be COVID related. By the way, one, so big year, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. One I, other oh. that's widely underreported was Rooster and I's epic beatdown of Pope and. Toby in Nashville and golf. True. It doesn't get reported. But, the, but those of, things get underreported because they happen so frequently. It was the weather. Yeah. Well, but it, it wasn't was a completed playing. round. So I don't I think, think it that counts. was the final time we played. And last time we played, it was absolute beatdown. Yeah. Woof. I was almost embarrassed for you guys. Anybody got anything else? Unmemorable <laughs> moments? I have two new punchable faces, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, anyway, I like the screen and there. lower screen left. Milk, what uh, is your uh, confidence level that your sub 500 bucks are going to go far in the playoffs? 0.00%. I don't <laughs> think we're making the playoffs. You're you're going to be the four seed for You can't six. avoid the playoffs oh. as much as you you're try. Gonna, you, you could try no, to suck you know, as much as you do, and you're going to you know, piss the, the Lions are playing the Panthers. It's like, fuck. The, the oh, Falcons have to play the Ravens. Uh, All right, house. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Kujay with the triumphant comeback. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Give us a punchable face. It's very short. I think we all picked up on it. Uh, there was a lot of things to love about the World Cup. But for God's sake, the whistling of the Moroccan fans and the horns. Uh, I mean, can we just let's let's figure it out. Let's clap. Let's boo. But 
even the commentators during that Morocco France match, like they couldn't even get their sideline reporter to give any commentary during that game because that stadium was filled. Very exciting that an African nation makes the semifinals of the World Cup. That's great and everything. But in soccer in Europe and pretty much around the world, their version of booing is putting two fingers in your mouth and whistling like crazy. But you had three quarters of the stadium doing it. And it almost made the game not audible to watch on TV and certainly not on the sidelines. And it didn't make a damn bit of difference. I just so annoying, so annoying. I want to punch every face that was whistling. And then the horns just watch the game and cheer or clap. That's it. It's just annoyed. Yeah. By the way, to, like, that to, was the get off of my lawn commentary. Yeah, like, like, yeah. If you can't cheer like a like an American, like an American, just don't yeah. cheer at all. God yes, damn. right. right. Yeah. You know, because we sing at game all of our NFL shit. games, and and the world continues to rotate around the United States. <laughs> I mean, America, we don't even I, in soccer. I barbecue sauce. <laughs> We don't really have a lasso, but I mean, I would nominate Messi for the lasso. Yeah. I mean, what a great story that is. And it's in soccer, which is Ted Lasso. I mean, he is is the ultimate lasso. He did it. The guy couldn't even get on a soccer team. His grandmother had to beg to let him play because he was so little. They they wouldn't even put him on a team. (laughs) And he carried the hope of his country on his shoulders and he delivered i mean that's i'm just listen personally i'm just happy pope that you got to see messi win a world cup in your lifetime really pope's, I am. pope's fourth right, you can see the tears series. <laughs> so but i do have i do have one thing is i and, and this is a a first this is a smqb retraction officially i threw out an unfounded rumor last week that coach beard from texas was not guilty of just a heinous act. And, and yes, he not only is he, he's, he's probably not going to be coming back to Texas. He, he choked his fiance. He, I mean, uh, it, you know, the, the, the police report is awful. Just read it if you want, but it was, it was a horrific attack and he deserves the criminal punishment he's going to get. And um, I think we might have one more retraction too, right house. Well, actually, it was Rooster. If we play back the tape, I think the word murdered. I think the word murdered. So Rooster's I'm not, the one is that Rooster Richmond. from Richmond, Virginia? I'm not going Virginia. to say Rooster's full name. I think that would be inappropriate. And I hope Qatari officials won't don't listen to our ending credits that identifies him. But I don't think anybody murdered anybody. That's just an expression in America. Like, you know, like they were getting murdered on the field. That's all he said. Listen, it was we were 50-50 last week. You win some, you lose one. It's even well, Steven. but you know, this actually um he died of an ascending a uh aneurysm, aortic aneurysm, which um for our listeners out there is a hidden um you know something that not many people know about. So go get checked out because you can catch it. I have friends who got their aneurysms and they and they caught them before they got to the point where they were beyond no return. So if you're thinking about it, go get the scan. It's not that expensive. See if you have an aneurysm and live on. By the way, I think what we were saying was that that's what Wall's brother yes. was a legend. Yeah. Right. That's right. We didn't that's say right. it was true uh, or it wasn't true. We just said that was the allegation. Okay. Uh, on the advice of counsel, everybody stop talking now, please. Well, no, please. I have one more thing to say. I want to oh, thank the one I would like to thank. Who who was that yesterday? Fox that did the World Cup? Yes. They, they, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Fox, I want to yeah. thank them for panning to the crowd at the exact moment that woman showed her breasts. <laughs> because my eight-year-old became a man at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and and turned to me and said, fan. Dad, I think I just saw her boobies. And <laughs> it was uh it was an interesting moment for me. So Can you ask you Harris to wow. send me that video clip, please? I I I, I knew <laughs> we not see this. Thirty seconds. No. Did you not hear House? I told us to stop thirty seconds ago. I I you heard I, it right. I, I want to wrap I'm, this. I'm guessing this might hit the uh, the floor of the the cutting the clipboard. It was a very was. uncomfortable moment for me. Before we cut, before we cut, uh, I want to wish all of the SMQBs a very very merry Christmas. You and your families. 
And uh, despite the fact that your teams are worthless, I hope you get all the gifts other than sports victories under the tree this year. And happy, well, and happy, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. House. And healthy returns for yeah, Jalen. Christmas. Safe travels for all the SUVs wherever in the world they may be. Happy holidays. The SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay. And he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.